0: Now, let's get to this week's episode. Good day and welcome to episode 164 of the T-Bone Speaks podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about how not to do that with your foot. But in this episode, we're going to talk about five ways to attract, motivate, and keep wonderful team members. Uh, What we do know is that team is the number one challenge that most practices face And in this episode, we're going to talk about it, so make sure you stay tuned in for this entire episode.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm Meredith. Welcome back to the Studio 3D. I'm here with T-Bone for the T-Bone Speaks podcast episode 164. Today, we're talking about five ways to motivate, keep, and attract team members. But before we get started, I want to read a review from the Apple podcast. We'll be sending Adam Bowers a prize pack for reading his review today. I love this podcast. T-Bone covers an incredibly wide range of topics, from clinical to practice management, and always asks smart questions to his guests. I'm just starting dental school, so I admittedly don't even understand some of the conversations, but I always find that I learn something each week. Thanks, Adam, for listening, and we'll be sure to send you a prize pack this week. So, let's get started on five ways to attract, keep, and motivate team members. So, T-Bone, the first thing you were saying is to create flexibility see how hard this is what did you mean by that
0: yeah see it's hard isn't it yeah
1: all right
0: you know i think one of the things people are looking for especially today is people are looking for this quote-unquote work-life balance now meredith you know i don't know what the hell work-life balance is right right (laughs) so um but uh we preach it for other people because i know it's super important my wife knows it's super important my kids know it's super important um so Our team members have that too. And when we're working in a great economy, okay, when we're living in a great economy and things are going great and getting great people is harder, we got to start thinking about how can we compete with large corporations? You know, so much of the workforce is able to work from home. They're able to have flexible hours. And dentistry doesn't really lend itself to that, correct? mean, you can't really treat patients from home. Now, you could probably do uh, insurance claims from home. So one way of flexibility is look at certain positions. Probably something we need to do in our office because we have a parking problem, right? Yeah, we need a parking <laughs> deck or people need to work from home. But, but we have to look at that, right? Maybe we would have somebody like Melissa, our medical bill- billing coordinator, maybe two to two times a week she could work from home. She would probably love that, don't you think? Oh, yes. Right, but yet she would get work done for us and it would free up a parking spot in our practice, right? And you know how much I like human beings. Yes. But the other way of flexibility uh, beyond that is also thinking about – uh, extending hours and allowing people like I know, for example, in our office, Megan would love to get done by 334 o'clock because her she wants to pick up her kids and she wants to go to tennis practice and stuff like that. But she also needs I need her and she needs to get her hours in. So one of the things that we're looking at is at least once per week, we're moving her to a seven to three o'clock schedule with no lunch. So she gets the hours in. And she loves being able to get done at 3. You know, getting off at 3 really means leaving at 3.30. So she'll be home in time to pick up her kids and do what she has to do. So it's super important to create an environment where we start having flexibility. And that's what attracts people. And then your team members talk or other team members talk. And, you know, it starts to create this. Now, one thing I do want to warn people about with flexibility is you can't let the inmates run the asylum. Okay, You've got to have firm and fast rules on how this works, and when it stops working for you, I tell everybody up front, we're experimenting. We might be experimenting for 10 years, but it's an experiment. So it could change at any moment in time, and that change is solely dependent on me and my whims. So you got to set that expectation up front.
1: And what about vacation time?
0: Yeah, so um, you know I've talked to offices, uh, and one of the things about the practice pivot is, you know, I want to get everybody to a multiple doctor practice. That is a firm goal of mine. And then what happens when you become a multiple doctor practice? You don't create vacation where everybody goes at the same time. For example, I, I remember this early in my career. You know, I, I made good money, certainly more than the people that worked for me uh, or more than most team members. And um, But I always wanted to take vacation July 4th. But it's also the most expensive time to take vacation. So that didn't always work for our team members. Okay? Right,
1: to force them to, to take off the same week as you. Yeah,
0: so and I'm not saying it's a wrong way of doing it, but I'm saying we have to look at things different. we got to start creating. Again, not allowing the inmates to run the asylum, but creating some levels of flexibility to where we can really be in tune to the needs of our current team members to help keep them there and also to be in tune to the changing workforce.
1: Yes, that sounds awesome. It's incredibly important to have flexibility within the office. So number one was flexibility in our five ways to motivate, attract, and keep team members. Let's get into number two, creating the best environment. What do you think about that?
0: Well, you know, environment is important. Uh, nobody wants to work in a dull environment anymore. Everybody, you know, think about this, Meredith. When we put the backyard in, were people excited?
1: Oh yeah, it was a little getaway for us. You right, know? you know, and, a little and break.
0: So, and and to a certain degree, selfishly, I did that because I needed it for 3D, right? Right. But what I saw was that our team, who would actually be, you know, 3D might use it once or twice a month, you know, but our team, uh, in certain time periods, used that every day. And it's a way for them to get back there, it's a way for them to kind of separate themselves from the office uh, without having to necessarily leave either. So the environment's important. Now, I want to be clear. Environment's not about creating a Taj Mahal or having something super fancy. Um, I would say we have a nice office, not a fancy office. Um, But it's about having a good environment. What I mean by that specifically is, when's the last time you changed carpets? When's the last time you painted the walls? When's the last time you... You or your team walked through the office as a patient and looked in the corners, looked at the boards. Like, remember when we used to have holes in our ceilings from where I change electrical outlets? Yes. You know how many patients commented on that? A lot. And the, you know, and the, the thought was, well, God, if it looks like that, you know, what else does what is what is the things we can't see look like? Right. You know, and, and so that's that's part of the environment. Okay. The other thing is equipment. I remember I used to have a hygienist and uh, things didn't work out for us uh, mutually on and in that particular situation. But one thing that I remember her saying to me is, man, you're supposed to be a high tech office and your hygiene equipment is garbage. Lindy. <laughs> so um, <laughs> That was before my time. <laughs> but, but it stuck with me. And yeah. she was absolutely right. Because I made sure I always had the best stuff okay, or the right stuff. Because that's what I use on a daily basis. But I didn't take time to think about the other team members. You know, right. uh, so, so those are things that are important. Little things along those lines. Again, some of these things, unfortunately, are going to cost money. But part of our overall plan that we teach in our masterminds, see yeah, how I'm bringing that in, mm-hmm. okay, is about how we escrow a certain amount of money every year to allow for uh, big-time updates every five to eight years. And I believe every office should be updated every five to eight years.
1: Right, like our treat- new treatment centers which yeah. that are self-cleaning. That saves the team members a lot of time, um, keeps everything going. and Yeah, the little
0: things, right? right. Like I didn't think twice about the self-cleaning. Like it, when the when the rep brought that to me, I didn't think about that at right. all. But the, if you ask every one of our team members, that's the number one. Nobody yeah. likes putting hoses and buckets of water. Right. It,
1: well, it's time-consuming in between patients. You didn't patients. like it, did you, Meredith? No. Yeah. <laughs> it's time-consuming, and you're trying to do it in between patients, and this does it on its own while we're not working another thing I think is pretty important in the environment is the people you're around I think our office has a family atmosphere and that is from being around people that are like-minded and similar
0: Look, it's this is hard for me because, uh, Meredith, you've been there, what, five years now? Yes. So I would argue that we had a much more family-oriented atmosphere five years ago. We were less people. You know, as families get bigger, it becomes... Spreads out a little bit. Spreads out a little bit, right? Uh, So, you know, today, between both our offices, mine and my wife's office, we're 30-some people now. And, you know, five years ago, we were probably... I think 12 or 12. 13. I think there's six on each side. Yeah. So 12 or yeah. 13. So we've had, you know, at least more than 2X the growth of people. Uh, so, but, but culturally, what has been super important to me is to create that environment that we're not two offices, that we're all together. And that's why I fight not having, uh, uh not having, uh, always having a lunch right. or at least, you know, two to three days a week that Keeping we have the- a lunch because lunch, Kind of puts people together. What do you do at lunchtime, Meredith? Keeps
1: the culture. Um, I always stay for lunch. We usually hang out, you know, the same people we see all day, but we're sitting outside or we're sitting in the break room. It's something different. It's not work. I mean, sometimes,
0: but you know, those are natural things that come up, but it's also like, you know, you, you, uh, being a front office person, uh, you may not get to interact with, uh, the, the clinical team member very often. Right. So this is an opportunity to kind of see what's up, have a conversation, laugh together, chill together. You know, that's why I, I firmly believe, I remember we used to have one person in the office that used to go sit in the car, uh, at lunchtime. And I, we had to have a conversation that's unacceptable because we want to, foster getting to know everybody. I think it's critically important because I know that people that like each other or not even like each other, at least know each other fight for each other harder.
1: Yeah. They do more for each other for sure.
0: 100%.
1: So let's talk about number three in our five ways to attract, motivate and keep team members. So number three would be challenge your team members to grow.
0: Yeah. I think, um, this is a tough one for most offices. Um, Sometimes we feel that we shouldn't push our team members. And my argument would be that the team members you want, want to be pushed more than you're pushing them. People want to grow. Uh, If you think about it, if you think outside of the dental world, when you talk to family, when you talk to friends, and they say they're moving jobs, most of them often say what? They're moving because, well, I got a better position. You know, I was able, I moved to a position where there's more, there's more room for me to grow. And it's not always about money. Now, sometimes it is. Okay, but more often they don't lead with "I got paid more." They lead with "these are the this are the reasons I went." Okay, and and uh, so so we got to we got to get people at upward mobility in our practices, and and that's about challenging, and also selfishly as your practice tries to grow, your team has to grow with you. You've got you have got to challenge them along the way, and here's the truth: the truth is is, and I remember this so, so, so vividly from talking to my dad about business. I talked to him about, like, why do we have this person working, you know, as a maid? And my dad looked at me and says, because they're made. maid. You know, it's not demeaning to housekeepers, but he says that's their station in life. That's what they chose to do. You can't have a great running business with all chiefs. It just won't work. You need every role in your practice. And so we have to accept people for where they're at. But at the same time, we also have to challenge them uniquely and individually to where they're at. And this comes back so much to what I talk about in the mastermind is learning how to talk to your team members on a weekly basis. You know, Meredith, how often do we sit down and talk?
1: Now, probably every day, (laughs) but but before before. at least once or twice a week,
0: at least once or twice a week. And how often did I ask you to sit down and talk to me?
1: Never. Never. Right.
0: But I set the expectation that I need you to talk to me. Mm -hmm. And it's usually not even often about bad things, is it?
1: Not even often about work things yeah. either. Sometimes so, you know. And so,
0: but what happens is I get to learn. Like I got to learn about Meredith that she uh, didn't want to. She you know that she didn't want to be a quote unquote receptionist. Forever. <laughs> Not that that's what you were. Yes. But even when we got you to well, well I'd learned that right. Mm-hmm. And very then I said, early on. Very early. Right. Very early on. So then we gave you a pathway. Right. We talked. Yes. About, okay. So here's what I can see for you. I can see if we learn these things, I'm going to need help in in building our Invisalign business. And Meredith, this is what that would look like. Is that something that you'd be interested in, in trying? And, yeah. and you took to that, right? Right. And then when you got there, you're like, okay, well, you know, Dr. A, I mean I'm married. I want to start a family. We want to buy a house. At some point I need I need to be able to make more money. Mm-hmm. Right? And then we had that tough conversation that sure you can make a little bit more doing this, but there's probably gonna be at some point a ceiling in what's going on. And so then we had that idea that, you know what, let's let's create a new position for you, right? Yes. And, and so, a lot of those things. And now every office is in a position to have a seminar coordinator and all of that stuff. But you know, a lot of those things is is about learning about your people. And uh, to this day, probably about seventy five percent of the people that no longer work for me, I have a cordial relationship with. And a lot of that is because we got to know each other, and and we realized mutually that our time was up. You know, and and I want the best for everybody that's around me, and I understand I'm a acquired taste and that i 'm probably not the best for everybody uh, so so that's about that 's part of learning the people to be able to challenge them to grow, and, and part of that is also my concept of replace yourself uh, challenging people to grow the hardest thing uh, for me to get through anyone 's head is what replace yourself means, and it literally means exactly what I say. Uh, imagine that you weren 't here, who could do your job for you you got to create that, and the reason that 's so important and it is no different for dentists by the way. The reason that's so important is you can't move forward until you, you create somebody to take over. Because I didn't want Liz to leave my chair side, right? Right. But, but we needed to bring an assistant in. And she trained that assistant to take over for her so that we got to a point where I had two good people. And then I was able to reward Liz by moving her to a new position to help the practice grow. And I also had somebody I could trust to do that. And the same thing that I'm trying to do with you, that I'm trying to do with Michelle, is that's why Michelle is now business director, correct? Mm -hmm. you got to create that environment of replacing yourself. And I tell Michelle the same thing. I said, you know, a couple of three years from now, you should be having somebody taking on more of these things from you. Not that you can sit around and eat bonbons, but... We will fill you with better, more important. Trust me, things. there's always work to be found right, today. Absolutely, but each of those things provides more value to the practice, and that's where increased pay comes from. Increased pay doesn't come from being around. I'm here this year. Increased pay, or more pay, or even the pay you're earning, is all about the value you bring to the business. If the business doesn't earn more, there is no more to give around, and and that's uh, super important for people to understand. And so that's about challenging people to grow. And, and part of the challenge is creating a success path. You know, sit down with somebody. And I know when I, Alyssa took over for you, mm-hmm. I sat down and I said, Alyssa, these are the things that clinically I need you to learn. These are the things on the business side of things I need you to learn. When we sit down and learn these, I'm here to help you. I want to give you a list. You got this list. And tell me where you need help. Check in with me every week or so. Tell me where we're at, in progress, how things are going. And, but I sat down and we wrote that out of what it looks like. But she was afraid. Right. You know, she had some fear.
1: Yeah. The way you break it down like that makes it easy. It's a simple checklist for mm-hmm. the team members. And I think um, the biggest thing you taught us was to replace ourselves. But then you also taught us that it was safe to fail.
0: Right. Safe to and fail. And I think
1: we have a great example <laughs> yeah. of me failing. Okay. Yeah,
0: of course. Right. <clears throat> you know, well, I don't understand why people are so afraid of failing. You know, it's, we're taught that it's some bad thing. Yeah. And the truth is, is every dentist listened to this. Okay. Okay. You always say I hear it over and over again. I learned so much from your failed case. Like no shit, right? right? So then why don't you create your right. own failure so you can learn yourself? You know, and we got to st- safe to fail is about stepping out of our comfort zone. Okay, I'll give Meredith. Meredith, Mar- why don't you tell the story?
1: So we had a whitening party. We did whitening and brightening. We did um, Botox whitening. and Invisalign party after hours. I threw a great party. I it, think it was fun. <laughs> Um, we all dressed in white. We had a good time, but we planned it the first week of back to school, and only three people showed up.
0: <laughs> and we had like fifty RSVPs. Yeah. yeah, and you know, life gets in the way. Right. And I know that you were super disappointed in yourself. Yeah. You're probably a little afraid. Yeah, for sure. Right, but what did I say to you?
1: That you texted me and said tonight was great. You did everything great. Well, um, the first day I was a dentist. Only two people showed up. Yeah. So, you know, you kind of put it in perspective for me that you're not the only person that fails. Everybody mm-hmm. does that. And then to look at where you are now versus then. I wouldn't then. even call it
0: a failure. You got to try. Right. Yeah. You know, we, we, and that's the thing. And my argument back to you on this is why haven't we done it since? Right. <laughs> you know, because then it is a failure. It is a failure. If, if we decided that it was no good and wanted to quit, that's a fail. Then that's, that's one thing. But we didn't. I wanted to do it more, mm-hmm. right? So the failure in that was us not continuing to do it. Uh, so I think it's super important uh, when something doesn't go the way you want. But you, you, I believe that those things will work. Uh, so I want to create and foster that environment and and really push motive, push people up that to take that risk. You know, because how much work did I do for that thing?
1: You just showed up to the party. I gave him my ch- my credit card <laughs> yeah. too. I think, <laughs> but yes. yeah,
0: but yeah. So that and see, and that's a great example. Because most offices don't create that environment for people to step out of the comfort zone. And then I hear them at seminars and like, well, my team's not motivated like yours. I'm like, none of my team were necessarily motivated to begin with. Although yeah. I'll argue because of these things, because of flexibility, because of having a great environment, because of, you know, learning to, you know, challenging people, uh, the people that aren't interested in those things don't last. No. And then, you know, and you go, that it's tough, you know, you go through pains of losing people, adding people. But what, you're, what you end up with is a core group of about 70, 70% that are lifers, okay, that are committed, that will grow. And there's always going to be percentages that move, change, any, any number of life situations happen. It's probably not even 70%. It's probably 50% of our team is our lifers, you know. And and, that, and that's part of the, that's part of the process in developing a great team
1: yeah so number three for the five ways to motivate, attract, and keep team members is challenging them to grow, and moving on, I think once they're challenged to grow and they continue to move on, um the appreciation and acknowledgement is what keeps them going
0: This is probably my worst part um, I would agree with that <laughs> yeah I, I it's fair um busy you know i look i I'm unique well I keep saying I'm unique in so many ways um Let's talk about appreciation and acknowledgement. Number one, everybody wants it. I like it myself, right? Right. Um, But it's not in my nature to do it. Um, And quite frankly, I'm probably not really going to change in that. But what is important is that you empower somebody around you to do that. And Joe in our office used to do that unbelievably yeah. well, better than oh, yeah. anybody we've had before. For sure. Okay. Um, so somebody needs to take that mantle, mm-hmm. you know, and, and do that, because otherwise it'll become, it'll, the personality will become like me, which is work, right. work, 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 right. better, 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 yeah. better, right, and never stop and smelling the roses and all, all of those things. So, you know, Rand, let me ask you, as a team member, uh, what are some of the things that people, not money, Okay, Mm -hmm. what are some of the things that that a dentist can do to show appreciation and acknowledgement?
1: Um, Some of the things a dentist can do to show appreciation and acknowledgement would be, um, you know, just showing up with the random coffees, lunches. Like you guys
0: want flowers? Jesus Christ.
1: Some of the girls do like flowers. (laughs) I'm not a flower person, but, you know, like it was Liz's birthday a couple weeks ago. I know Liz likes flowers. right? So I stopped at Whole Foods on the way to work and brought her flowers. Now, do we do that for every single person's birthday? No. I Why not? Because we're friends. Okay. We've worked together. I mean, I just know she likes flowers. So I just did it from all of us. We had a card. You always do a gift card for the birthday. And so that's then,
0: important. You did it from yeah. all of us. Right. Right. Oh, so that, yeah. that way it looks like the She doesn't the whole, know I got the flowers. Like, I have no idea. Right. right. Yeah. Did you sign my name for me, too?
1: You signed the card. <laughs> I signed the <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> We did give I, you the card.
0: I, I didn't know what I was signing. Okay. <laughs>
1: right. Um. So I think that's important. Birthdays, we are really good about acknowledging those. We do have a resident baker on staff. Mm -hmm. So Whitney, number two, made her a cake. Yeah. Um, And.
0: Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey there, podcast family. T-Bone here to talk about the 3D Dentist Digital Implant Continuum. Are you ready to start placing dental implants, but feeling a bit hesitant and or overwhelmed? I know that feeling. I've been there. Let's change that together. Imagine not just learning about dental implants in a classroom, but actually performing surgeries on real patients right here in North Carolina, guided every step of the way by our expert 3D mentors. This is dental implant learning at its best, using techniques that are safe, predictable, and confidence-boosting. They're exactly what I use in my own practice, so you know they work. Our course goes beyond clinical skills. We prepare you to successfully integrate high-demand implant services into your practice, transforming your career by attracting new patients and elevating your practice. And it doesn't end with the course. Completing our program is just the beginning of a new journey. You'll be a part of a community of confident, skilled dentists with ongoing support to ensure lasting success and growth. After all, this is about mastering a skill that can transform your career, just like it did for me. So, are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Visit www.3d-dentist.com, check out our upcoming sessions, and join us to revolutionize your practice. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now let's get back to this week's episode. What else? What are the personal things I could do for you that that aren't money related? So I think to let you know that that I do value you.
1: Um, well, one time we did this, and it's probably due for this again um, during a monthly meeting. We found out everybody's love language, mm-hmm. and that was really interesting because you know yours would obviously be time. You right. like everyone to spend time with you. I, I do. Mine's That's obviously presence. <laughs> right. Um, so everybody's different in what they like and what they value. I think everybody enjoys a pedicure. Right. We've done that We've a done lot that. and I think everyone really likes that because it's time, it's pampering, it's relaxing. Yeah.
0: And 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 I think uh you look, uh, and so many dentists are afraid to ever ask team members to do anything after five o'clock. I have zero issue with it. Right. You know, because it's a it's, it's a, not required. It's a, it's a pedicure. Right. You don't have don't to show come. you don't have to show up, you know, and uh so <laughs> But but I've had people in the past say, "Well, can I can I do mine another day?" I say, "No, it's a team event." Right. You know, if that date doesn't work for you, you, can get to all the team members and find a date that works for the majority of people, Everybody. and I'll be there. Right. You know. Uh, or they'll say, "Well, you don't have dates, yeah, and then it's, that's the date." You can't get a rain check. <laughs> that's the date, <laughs> right. you know. And and so I do have firmness about it because otherwise, again, you'll start having the inmates run the asylum. Thank yeah. you, Meredith, for that. That's a good insight because it's an area that I totally suck at. You know, every you know every day I'm like, "Oh, I'm going to get Starbucks this morning," and then yeah. I drop the kids, and like it's I'm frazzled, and then, or you get
1: something full of sugar, and
0: we yeah, don't touch oh, it. Oh, <laughs> that's okay. That's more for me. I
1: know. Yeah. So I think appreciation and acknowledgement is a lot to, for the team members I think also you guys don't think we like it as much as we do but even just going to courses learning you know mm-hmm. the ones of us that want to learn and you take us out of town to learn is like a vacation yeah. I think our workshops we have a lot of fun the team members that come want to come back they learn a lot and it keeps them motivated and going when they get back. Into they get the... to see
0: a different way of doing dentistry, right? They get to see what other teams are like and what other, how other teams interact. I mean, there can be negatives to that. Some people might be like, why in the hell am I working in such a bad place? Yeah. You know, but there can be positives. Like, oh my God, we're... we all have the
1: same problems. Yeah. You or, know?
0: hey, at least my problem is better than their problem, yeah, right? <laughs> there you go. You know, so that's good. That's good. So do I do a decent job of it? Like, oh, yeah, I yeah, think no, you do a great I, job of well, it. Well, me personally, yeah. I don't. Okay? Right, our office does a That's, good job of it. Yeah, I'm willing to fund it. How yeah. about that?
1: Another yeah. thing we do is um, we do bi-annually events. Yeah, so every, we so every we quarterly do, or every six yeah. months we
0: do something...
1: Right. Like we I think we just went to day. Beefmasters. Yeah. How was that? So that was outside of our events. We went to dinner. We took a bus to dinner with a yeah. red carpet. <laughs> red
0: carpet service, right? That was a little yes. bit of a surprise. The bus driver was driving a little bit fast. <laughs>
1: um, and we had drinks. Yeah, we had a great time. We went to Beefmasters Inn in Wilson. Yeah. It's a little hole in the wall so we could I be ourselves. It, I <laughs> we but didn't again, dress up. For
0: me, it was about being it was with. The time. I didn't it care was about the, the. Right. I didn't care about the restaurant. I right. could have just drove there with you guys. Yeah. And drove right back with you guys, and I would have had fun, and we all had a good time. Everybody. We kind were of all together, together yeah. in one
1: van i think that was half the fun yeah getting there I didn't,
0: you know i didn't want to drive because it was, the van was the most expensive part of the right, night by the right. way uh so i didn't want us to drive our own cars number one from a liability perspective yeah.
1: i offered to drive yeah. but we couldn't all fit in one car and, and that in broke in us car.
0: up and even then even if you drove it's a liability right okay, there's a liability that i don't think look i'm at too far of a stage in life where i'm yeah. taking that liability on yeah. right to save 500 bucks right, right. so um but the fun of it was going there, being able to have open containers. Because once True. you once you do a, a commercial service, yeah. you can have all of that and uh, and providing that. And and look, I'm up front with people. I mean, I know a lot of dentists that like well, I don't have time for that. I'm like, you could make the time, give right. people the money to to get the drinks. I'm like, I want to I want to fund everything. I know yeah. our team doesn't always want me to do that, but that's my joy. My joy is. What I can do is I can provide money. I'm not going to go out and buy because if I went out and buy, it'd be like natural light. <laughs> it'd be in like that's what we drink. Right. But, but right. I know we try this no, Truly you, stuff um, and White Claw stuff. You would
1: get the Mike's Hard Lemonade. That's right. what we got one time. Nobody's drank those since high
0: school. <laughs> right. Well, I don't or Zima. I'd probably yeah. get Zima. Right. <laughs> they don't make those anymore. So, so, but I think that's what we're drinking. By the way, <laughs> yeah. in, in, uh, in this White Claw or yeah. Truly, it's probably just Zima. Yeah. So, so appreciation is super important in the five steps. And, and Meredith, what's the fifth thing?
1: So the fifth thing would be what everybody probably talks about first would be um, the compensation, the pay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I think it's an important conversation to have because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, we all have to make a living. That's why we work. Because if we all, most of us were given the choice, we'd probably not do what we're doing uh, or we would do differently at least. Uh, So here's the deal. When you... Have a relationship with people appropriate. When you have relationships with your team members and you get to know them and you challenge them to grow and you lay out a pathway, the financial conversation is much easier. You know, when I lay out a path for you, Meredith, and we can talk about, yeah. when I said, hey, Meredith, we need to do 80 Invisalign cases for you to earn this. And when you don't do it, you, you just, you know not to ask, right. Right? right? But when we do do it, you have zero issue asking.
1: No, because I right. have fulfilled my part. end of the bargain, and, right. and part
0: of that is having it in writing. That's why I always do things with my wife present because right. because she can translate for me. Yeah. But um, you know, that I think the money part is the easiest part of this because if you set the other things up right, your team will know. That it's based on growth,
1: it's very black and white. Black,
0: you know. Yeah. Most people say, "I don't know." I don't. You know, yeah. we, it's not completely black and white, but there, there, the concept is black and white. If the practice doesn't make more, there's nothing to give. Right. If I don't do my part, if I don't talk to Doctor A or Doctor Leedy, if I don't get to know them, if we don't talk about work and personal life and all of these things, uh, then, then I'm probably not going to succeed, and they're not going to be likely to give somebody money you know, or, yeah. or, or reward them economically for some of these things. What's your take on that, Meredith?
1: Yeah, I think that is good, um, very important. But I know one of the things that really motivated our team was a bonus system. Yes,
0: it can motivate and demotivate, <coughs> right? right? Yeah. Right. So bonuses have probably been the hardest thing uh, for me to do right. Mm-hmm. And that's because I have a high bar to begin with. Right. So I, I've always had a challenge in setting the bonus too high. Right. Um, and so uh, that's an important thing to do is is to have some type of bonus structure in place and to have some type of transparent way of determining that number. And th- what we use is we use uh, employee pay, total employee cost, and want that to be a certain percentage. So our monthly goal is based on that. And then I, I've gone a little bit further because we don't always meet that goal. Uh, I've gone a little bit further and, and I try to create a non- uh, non-money-based uh, goal, non-production-based so non-production yes. goal. Um, and so in our <laughs> office, it's $1,000 in the pot. If they do uh, 10 Google reviews, five patient videos, what else do we have to do? Five. And five e- team, team education team videos. videos. Uh, if we can get those recorded and produced or done, uh, then I'll put $1,000 in the pot and the team can choose how they want to do that. I think last month everybody wanted to money. We do gift cards. Gift cards, yeah, yeah same thing. Yeah. Uh, so sometimes they say, why don't we right. all do dinner together or why don't we do that together? In fact, that's, that's, what, the what, beef, beef masters that's was, what Beefmasters was. That's what Beefmasters was, you know. Uh, so so I think it's important that there's a money-based bonus system uh, and there's also a, a economic reward for non-production because, uh, at least in my culture... Uh, my personal culture, I don't want everything to be about how much we collect. I want it also to be about, hey, we didn't collect because things didn't go well for us, but we did work hard and we produced this stuff. And notice those three things I talk about are all based on building for the future. Okay. Because reviews help attract new patients, you know, patient testimonials help attract new patients uh, and gain case acceptance. And, um, uh, team uh, Q&A videos help with Google uh, SEO and things like that. So I, I have I typically have my non-production goals uh, based on things that help the practice grow over the long run.
1: I think as a team member, the non-production mm-hmm. goals have really brought the team together more yeah. as a team. It's free money. It is, and it's also one of those things where you motivate each other to help with the Google reviews, the front and the back. It's really one of those things where everybody works together, which is hard in any other role. Yeah. So I think that really has other benefits to it than just the pay as well for yeah. the practice.
0: You know, and, and quite frankly, sometimes that non-production dollar, that $1,000 in our practice comes out of my pocket. Mm-hmm. And that's just the cost of doing business. So that's, uh, uh, at the end of the day, my, my pockets are fine. So, yes. you know, we'll be okay. Meredith, is there anything else left?
1: So I think those are our five ways to motivate, attract, so and keep team members. In review, we have flexibility, the environment challenging number 1 flexibility number 1 flexibility 2 number 2 the environment number 3 challenging your team members to grow number 4 the appreciation and acknowledgment and lastly number 5 the compensation
0: thank you meredith it's been great if you guys have uh, other things that you'd like us to talk about, uh, just reach out to Meredith. It's Meredith at 3D-Dentist.com. Uh, be sure to leave us a review. Help us spread the message uh, by sharing on social media all the things that we're doing. And be sure to check out our clinical vlog, our Let's Get Clinical, our monthly T-Bones toolbox, our weekly T-Bones podcast. We've got a lot of free stuff out there. and 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 truthfully speaking, that free stuff comes because uh, our cell to you is 3D Dentists. I want you to come to our workshops, attend our masterminds. I know it'll help change your practice um, because we've seen it over and over again. And if nothing else, you'll have a good time and you'll be challenged. And uh, so thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next week. Hey, podcast family, T-Bone here. Are you a dentist looking to elevate your practice and profits? Then pay close attention. Introducing the 3D Business Mastermind, the dental business coaching program designed for dentists who want to see real results. I've walked the path of practice ownership for nearly 25 years. I know your challenges. I felt your pain. This is your opportunity to overcome the chaos, the busyness, and the financial frustrations of owning a dental practice. Imagine a dental practice where your appointment book is highly productive, doing the dentistry you enjoy your team is self-motivated, and your profits keep climbing. That's what the 3D Business Mastermind is all about. In this exclusive mastermind, you'll join a league of ambitious dentists driven to elevate their practices. You'll gain access to proven strategies, personalized coaching, and a community that understands your journey. So if you're ready to supercharge your dental practice and enjoy the success you deserve, Visit www.3d-dentist.com and take the first step towards a brighter future in dentistry by filling out the 3D Business Mastermind application. Now, let's get to this week's episode.